0: Good evening and praise the name of the Lord tonight. Wednesday night Bible study. Um, We continue to look unto God, look unto His Word, because that's where our help comes from. psalmist said, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. I like the way the psalmist said he said my help comes from the lord (laughs) which means that each one of us has to determine where our help comes from i'm with the psalmist amen my help comes from the lord too amen Amen. and um and it comes from his word because his word um is the blueprint for how we should live and so we praise god to be able to study his word one more time, and we bless his name for it, Um, Wednesday night Bible study. Um, Tonight, we are um, going to go to Matthew chapter 6 and speak about something that is needed right now. I mean, you know, God's Word is always on time. Um, There was a time when it was popular to sing. I don't think it's as popular anymore to sing that He's an on-time God. Yes, He is. Um, (laughs) um, But God's Word is always on time, and God is always on time. But, you know, right now we need to hear, um, I believe we need to hear a word about worry, fear, and anxiety, because... Mm. With all of this, and quite frankly, too much talk and focus on coronavirus, folk are losing their mind. Um, And I think some Christians are getting caught up in the hysteria. Um, And and we just need to stop, right? Um, And remember who we are in Christ. Uh, and so we want to look at Matthew chapter 6 tonight um, and remember and to take in and recall to our mind and and restore and rebuild and reignite our faith Amen. for such a time as this. And so we're, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 6 and we're going to begin reading at verse number 25, go down to verse number 34 pray, listen, receive, be blessed, and thank God. Amen. Amen. In that order. So let's look at Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25. Jesus speaking, and he says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, nor yet for your body, what ye shall put on, is not the life more than meat, and the body than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them, are ye not much better than they? Which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof Mm. amen let's pray father we bless your holy name and we thank you on this day this is the day that you have made and father we shall rejoice and be glad in it we thank you god for this opportunity to to hear your word and to receive your word father we pray now O god that you will speak from heaven and bless us here O god with the word that will strengthen us and help us in our current circumstances. Yes, Father. Father, we thank you, O God, for your unfailing love. We thank you, God, that you are mindful of us. And Father, God, that you uh, care so deeply that you will speak unto us tonight and lead us in the way that we should go. Have your way with us. And Father, we bless you and thank you, O God, for the privilege and the honor to sit before you now yes. and to receive your word to you we give all praise in Jesus name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Um I just want to talk tonight, amen, about not worrying. Do not worry. Amen. We do not worry. Don't worry about it. <laughs> amen. Amen. We hear that sometimes, you know, we say that to other people sometimes. Don't worry about it. I believe God is saying that to us tonight. Don't worry about it. And it's not just coronavirus, because how many of you know people worry about all kinds of things? Mm -hmm. And many times, you know, we find ourselves and we will worry about things um, that fall into a certain category. And I believe this. I believe that um, things that we can't control often make us worry. Things that we are uncertain about often make us worry. Things that frighten us often make us worry. But it really comes down to control. See, because if you can control it, you can be certain of it. If you can control it, you wouldn't be afraid of it. So in the end, it's really about control. Control. See, you can't mm-hmm. control the weather so you're concerned whether or not it's going to rain on your wedding day mm-hmm. yeah because you can't control it when you you know when your kids are two or three years old and they act up you don't worry about it cause you can just pick them up by you know and put them on this side and put them <laughs> on that side and put yeah. them to bed and do that but when they're 15 16 17 18 now in the street you worry about them more because you can't control them that's true you know um, so we, we I, a lot of our worry, is rooted in a lack of control, right? When you, when, you know, your spouse, you know what I mean, you can't control them. and So if they start acting in a way that's the you start to worry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we can't control it. You can't control whether your company is going to take action against you. You can't control whether the economy is going to go this way or that way. You can't control it. Like right now, with all the you know, all of this, you know, hysteria over the the coronavirus, so you can't control it. You know, Mm -hmm. first of all you don't know what to believe, and second of all you can't control it because it's invisible and so you don't know. So it makes you worry. Mm -hmm. But I want you to know that God doesn't want his children to be worried about anything. About anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Paul said, right, in the book of Philippians, right, be anxious for what? Nothing. For nothing. You know what nothing means? <laughs> nothing means no thing. thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? It's right there in the word, no thing. <laughs> right. No thing equals nothing. And what Paul was saying was there is no thing in this world, that you should be anxious about. Not one. Not one. And it's not Paul saying it. He's saying it by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. This is God saying it. God is telling His people, there's not one thing on this earth you should be concerned about, or worried about, or anxious about. And the reason why God says that is because, glory to God, if you if you understand that I love you and you understand the depth of my love then you will understand there is no thing there's nothing for you to worry about mm. the Bible says we have to know and believe the love mm that God has for us That's true. And, and I believe that one of the struggles that we have is knowing and believing the love of God Yes, mm-hmm. and that I believe leads us to worry but God doesn't want us to worry can we agree on a couple of things can we agree that if God tells us to do something It's not a suggestion or a mere piece of advice. Right. (laughs) If God tells us to do something, can we agree that that's a commandment? Yes, yes. Can we also agree that if we don't abide by a commandment, listen to a commandment, heed a commandment, then that is, the result of that is sin. Mm -hmm. So do you understand then that if God says don't worry and we worry, that worry is a sin? But we don't think about it that way. We Mm -hmm. think worry is okay. As if somehow this commandment, a violation of it, is okay because we think it's natural to worry. But the truth is, it's not natural to worry. And we'll look at that in the scripture, believe it or not, in a few minutes. It's not natural to worry. It's a decision to worry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? Just like any other decision that we make. And if we make the decision, if I decide to worry about something and God t- told me to worry about nothing, I'm disobeying what he told me. Mm. That's a sin. And, and, and see, if we thought about it that way, would that change the way we view worry? Because I don't think there's any other sin, I would hope not, that we just so easily categorize as being natural. Mm. It's true. God says, don't lie. And you go, well, it's natural for me to lie. (laughs) I don't think we do that. I don't think we so easily allow, you know, allow us to transgress any other commandment of God as easily as this one of worrying. Mm -hmm. Somehow we think worrying is okay. And it's interesting, too. What's a close second is Fear. God tells us not to fear. Fear not. How many times do we see that in the Bible? Yes. And yet we go around and we talk, and people even say a little fear is okay. Fear <laughs> of failure is okay. It's not okay. That's true. If it was okay, God wouldn't have told us not to fear. A little worry is not okay either. Do we all worry? Sure we do. And there's not a person that has walked the face of this earth other than the Lord Jesus Christ who didn't worry. That's right. But just because we all do a thing doesn't make the thing okay. Sometimes we act as if repetition or multiple people doing something somehow ratifies the conduct and makes it okay. It doesn't. The fact that we all have been guilty of worrying at one point or another doesn't mean worrying is okay in the eyes of God. Right. Let's look at the scripture text because right now, again, we, 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 people are worrying about their health and the health of their family and all the rest of that and their friends. And um, this is not to diminish anything, but the magnitude of a thing doesn't change the way God wants us to go about how we live. Yes. And in fact as a child of God the 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 strength of our relationship with our heavenly father should begin to distinguish us from those who don't know him yes. in times of trouble That's when it should show up. Right. We were talking about this a little bit last week when we said, you know, Saul and his army in the face of Goliath were fearful and trembling and terrified. And David comes up there mindful of his covenant with God. And while everyone's running away, he's running toward Goliath. You see how he responded to the same trouble, the same challenge, the same giant? Mm. He responded differently. Why? Because he did not forget That he was a child of the Most High God. Mm -hmm. Too many Christians are acting as if when trouble comes that their relationship with God is somehow diminished. Or they forget about it. You have to remember who you are, especially in times of trouble. So, we're not to worry. And God just, you know, he doesn't want you to worry. But let's look at the scripture. Jesus says in verse 25, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought. Take no thought. That's translated, do not worry. Mm -hmm. Right? Whether it's in your study note in your Bible, or you're reading a different version, a different translation of the Bible, you will see that it says, do not worry. Mm -hmm. Right? Do not worry. This is Jesus saying, do not worry. Now, he says it in verse 25. Therefore, I say to you, take no thought. He says it in verse 31. Therefore, take no thought. He says it in verse 34. Take, therefore, no thought. Mm-hmm. So three times he tells us, do not worry. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if Jesus says something, not once, but twice, but three times, <laughs> yeah. it seems to me we should listen. listen. Yeah. And three times in this passage, he says, do not worry. So if Jesus says something to us once, that should be enough. Two, enough. Three times, do not worry. How do we then get up from here and say, it's okay to worry? It's not, right? Jesus says, do not worry. And we're not saying this, again, nothing is said in the way of condemnation. But sometimes God needs to confront us where we are. How many of you know that? Amen. We do need to be confronted sometimes. And we need to be confronted with this thing called worry. Because let me tell you, worrying is putting people in early graves. Yes. Worrying is getting people to make bad decisions. It's causing people to make bad decisions. Worrying is ruining some people's lives. This is not a small thing. And so we need to confront something that is so harmful and, in fact, in some instances, deadly mm-hmm. to people. We can't tiptoe around it. We shouldn't worry. Amen? Amen. So let's look at Jesus in verse 25. He says, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought, do not worry. And look, look what he says. Take no thought, watch this, for your life. Mm-hmm. He's getting right there. I mean, he's going to the heart of the matter. He's not saying your money your house, no. your car. He went, he went to the whole enchilada. <laughs> take no mm-hmm. thought for your life. For your life. He says, take no thought for your life. Don't worry about your life. <laughs> <laughs> what you shall eat or what you shall drink nor yet for your body what you shall put on, is not the life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Now, understand something that's going on here. In many ways, Jesus is saying, "Take no thought, and don't you be worried about provision, mm-hmm. about God providing for you." See, go. One of the things we got to understand, right? Many of us. And we're blessed enough to say that, especially in the United States, and not everybody, but many of us, and in other parts of the world, too, many of us really don't worry about if we're going to eat. I'm not saying everybody, but many of us don't. Many of us just simply, the hardest thing we have to decide is what we're going to eat. Right? Not if, what. Many of us, when we get up in the morning, have to decide what to wear, right? What outfit, what shoes, right? We have decisions to make about what we eat and what we wear. When Jesus was saying, don't be concerned about what you eat, This wasn't a time when there was refrigerators and pantries and an extra refrigerator in the garage for the other, you know what I mean? (laughs) It wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. People ate a meal in the morning and, and, and then they may have to have catch something in order to eat that night. Right. It wasn't automatic. They didn't have refrigerators storing their food, and they didn't go shopping, you know, and they had like a week, two weeks worth of food in the house, and they were good. Right. Mm -hmm. Food and clothes were something that wasn't necessarily promised, especially food, wasn't necessarily promised, right, right? Your next meal wasn't necessarily promised. Mm-hmm. Many of mm-hmm. us have no idea of that kind of living. Nope. Mm-mm. No idea of no, that kind of living. So when Jesus is saying this at this time, he's talking to a people who understand, listen, I don't know what I'm going to eat next. And Jesus is saying, don't worry about your food. Mm-hmm. See what I mean? He's saying to those people who 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 have the uncertainty of their next meal, don't worry about it. What's he saying? You'll be provided for the thing you need. You need food. You need clothes. He's saying don't worry about that. Right. Don't worry about provision. And so think about us now. We may not be thinking about food in the same way, but there's other aspects of provision that we might be thinking about that way. Somebody doesn't know where their next dollar coming from. Right. You see, so so but in that area, Jesus is saying, don't worry about that. Mm. Don't worry about being provided for. Don't worry about your provision. Why? Because God shall, shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory. Now, if if you and I believe that, then we don't worry about provision. If we yet are worried about provision, then we don't believe that God's going to provide all our need or Mm -hmm. supply all our need. Jesus, though, says, don't worry about provision, right? Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to put on. Don't worry about what you're going to drink. Don't worry about whatever, anything else that you need, whatever provision you need for your life. And then he says, to back this point up about not worrying about provision, he said, look at the birds. He said, the birds don't sow any seed. They don't reap, or you know, uh, any crops. They don't store up food in any kind of barn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Birds don't have pantries. <laughs> <Right>? mm-hmm. <laughs> they just got nests. They come out, they eat, they go back, and tomorrow they think there's going to be more food. They don't store stuff up, right? Right. Birds don't do that. I once heard a preacher say that she never saw a bird worrying. I have to say, I don't either. (laughs) I've never seen it either. I haven't either. And the truth be told, I'm not sure, but you can ask a scientist this, but I I tend to believe that of all of God's creatures, human beings are the only one of those creatures that worry. I I watch a lot of animal shows. Yeah, that's true. And sometimes you'll listen to the narrator and they'll say, the mother, the mother is worried about her cubs, and I go, how do you know that? <laughs> See, that's that's a human being putting themselves in the shoes, shoes. of an animal and yeah. said, oh, if she didn't catch that elk and if she didn't catch that deer, she's going hungry tonight, and so she's worried about how she's going to feed her her cubs. And yet, you watch the lion, and what the lion do after not catching that elk? <laughs> Lay down. <laughs> That don't look like worrying to me. <laughs> but see, human beings, because we worry, mm-hmm. you know, you watch these animal shows, they put worry in, in in the heart of an animal. But I'm telling you, I think human beings are the only ones of God's creatures that sit around worrying. Yeah. You know why? Because worrying, again, has a lot of its basis in lack of control and also, too, of a trust in God. And we're going to get into that in a minute. Well, verse 26 says, look at the birds of the air. They're not working, they're not sweating, they're not toiling, they're not sowing, they're not weeping, they're not gathering into bonds." and look what he says. And yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Now, understand something. Who he said feed them. He didn't say yet their heavenly Father feeds them. Nope. It'd be one thing if birds had a father that fed them. Because <laughs> then you could just shrug your shoulders and say, well, that's their father. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> that's their father. <laughs> but he doesn't say their father feeds them. You know what he says? He says your father, your father. feeds them. So if your father feeds birds, if your father feeds other creatures, you don't think... That your own father is going to feed you? Yeah. Something's wrong with that kind of thinking. Mm -hmm. What person will see their mother feeding the whole neighborhood but think they they don't have a plate? (laughs) You understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. If your mother is feeding the kid next door, you know you're going to (laughs) eat. Right. That's true. So if your father... Is feeding the birds. How come you don't have confidence. That your father going to feed you. Amen. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. I have no idea. How many birds. Cover the face of the earth. But it's a lot. Yeah. And all I can think of. It takes a lot. <laughs> to feed these birds. <laughs> right mm-hmm. and your father feeds them day in and day out without fail it shows how much he has how much provision he has that he can feed all these birds and and when we talk of birds just take it out birds you know all kinds of animals mm-hmm. cuz god is feeding them all day in and day out and that's your father who's feeding them right and 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 birds don't worry and 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 if he's taking care of birds you have to believe he's going to take care of you and that's why Jesus says your father feeds them and then he reminds you are ye not not a little bit Mm-hmm. Much better than yeah. them. What is he saying? You're worth far more mm-hmm. to your father than birds. Yeah. And yet to to, to creatures who uh who God values less than you, mm-hmm. and yet He feeds them, how can He not feed you when He values you so much more? Right. Come on. So Jesus is saying. Trust God. Don't worry. Right? Mm -hmm. Don't worry because God, if he takes care of birds, he's going to take care of you. Right? If he takes care of birds, he's going to take care of you. Verse 27, Jesus says, Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? How can you add anything to yourself by worrying? Mm-hmm. In fact, I will tell you this. Worrying doesn't add to you, it subtracts from it takes you. Away. Yeah. Yes, it takes away. It makes your life worse. It doesn't make it better, it makes it worse. It doesn't add to it, it takes away from it. But he says, which one of you by taking thought can add one cubit to a stature? The answer is, is apparent. None of us. So you know what that means? If, if it doesn't add to our life, right, if worrying can't put us in a better place, it can't add to our life, then, and, and if each one of us wants a better life, how many of us don't want a better life, right? All of mm-hmm. us want a better life, right? We want, we want better things. We want a better life. But if, but if worrying can't add to our life, can't make life better, then worrying is useless. If the goal is to have a better life. Worrying is useless. It doesn't do anything good for us. And how many of you know, though, that worrying (laughs) doesn't do anything good for us, but man does it take a lot out of us? Mm. Worrying takes up a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to worry. You can get tired just sitting in, a, sitting in one place worrying. That's true. You can get exhausted, mentally, physically exhausted, because you're worrying about a problem or a situation. Yeah, that's true. Your health can deteriorate Because you're worrying. Mm. Worrying is like running in place. Whole lot of motion, but you go nowhere. (laughs) Amen. Right? It's like rocking in a chair. You can rock, 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 rock all day long. You're in the same place. That's true. And that's what worrying does. It's like our mind is just busy churning, 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 churning. But our lives haven't changed not one bit mm. why because worrying is useless right it's useless it doesn't add to your life now there are some people who believe they actually enjoy worrying they think if they worry about something right that that helps them think about it mm. I'm just worried, you know, about how I'm going to make it. So, and they now they're trying to figure stuff out. Worry about what? Worry about, what does Jesus say? Don't worry, right? Don't worry. Take no thought. Be anxious for nothing. Worrying is useless. <laughs> and that's what verse 27 says. That's really what it's saying. Mm-hmm. It's useless. It does nothing A lot of people ain't going to like this, but read the verse again for yourself if you don't like it. (laughs) Worrying is faithless. Mm -hmm. Because it really shows a lack of trust and believing. How can you think about it in the natural? If you needed $1,000 and I said to you, I got you. I'll bring you $1,000 cash tomorrow. If you believe me, you might have, before our conversation, gone to bed every night You know that you needed that $1,000 without knowing where it was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it was racking your brain. You had fitful nights trying to sleep, tossing and turning. Got up in the morning. Where am I going to get this money? Where am I going to get this money? But if I said to you, I got you. Mm -hmm. And you believe me. You look me in the eye. You knew me. I got you. I'll bring it here. I'll be here 7 a.m. tomorrow. $1,000 cash. And put it in your hand. I got you. If you believed me. You're going to sleep. (laughs) You're going to sleep. Because you know. I got the money. Don't have it in your hand yet. That's true. But you... He got me. Mm -hmm. See, see, when you... Because you're trusting me to bring you the money the next day. Right? If we trust God and we trust His word, we can't worry and trust at the same time. Mm. You can't. You can't. Because the minute worry comes in, trust goes out. Trust goes out. It leaks out. To the extent worry is encroaching in, trust is leaking out. You can't have them both. And so Jesus says here, it's a sign of little faith. If you're worrying. And as you know... And that might make us feel uncomfortable. Don't tell me i got a little faith. I'm not telling you that. <laughs> Jesus is telling you that. Argue with him. Right. <laughs> if you would. <laughs> he's the, Are these words in red? Yes, they are. I didn't say these words. I'm just reading them. And he's the one that said that the person who's worrying, oh, ye of little faith but we have to come face to face with this yeah. it's a lack of trust right if we trust God and think about the times you've trusted God for something just think back on those times where you can say to yourself man I remember I was believing on God for and just fill in the blank whatever it was you were believing God on right? whatever you were believing God for Mm-hmm. Just go. Just go back. Get that in your mind. That thing, those things that you were believing God for, and then think about your mental state and your your your, your mindset during that time of believing. You had a peace that passed all understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were. You had a calmness of spirit. You weren't worried. You can't be worried and believing at the same time. Mm-hmm. If you're believing God and you're trusting God, then you're worried about nothing. Because that belief and trust settles you. Right? Be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your request known unto God. And then what? And the peace of God. When you're not worrying, you have what? The peace of God. Which passes all understanding... Shall keep and guard what? Your heart, heart and, your mind. and your mind. When you're not anxious and you bring everything to God and you're trusting God for them, you get the peace of God. Mm-hmm. Worrying and trust, worrying and belief can't coexist in the same heart at the same time. Mm. And so when we're worrying, it's a sign that we're having some issues trusting and believing in God. Verse 31, Take no thought. Therefore take no thought. What shall we eat or what shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. And that's in the parenthesis in the King James Version, right? You know, saying, look, Gentiles are seeking after all these things, and they're scrambling and trying to get them. And he said, you shouldn't act like that. What's Mm -hmm. Jesus saying? You should remember who you are. You're a child of the Most High God. Why do you act like you're not? Mm. Remember when we began our study on Facing and overcoming challenges, and we were in Ephesians chapter two, verses eleven through thirteen, and we talked about there was a time that in the time past that you were uncircumcision and you were without Christ, aliens from the commonwealth, strangers to the covenants, having no hope and without God in the world. And then Paul transitioned and said, "But now." Mm. In Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes afar off are made nigh by the blood. He said, what was he saying? There was a time when you were outside of the covenant because you were Gentiles. But now you're part of the family. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. Right. And so here here we are. Right. Jesus is saying the Gentiles are scrambling after all these things. Those who don't know God. Mm. You shouldn't act like that. See, as a Christian, you we shouldn't get as caught up in in, in, in as things in, in in things as those who don't know God. Mm-hmm. Because we have help At our disposal. We have power at our disposal. We have wisdom at our disposal. We have grace and mercy at our disposal. We have unfailing love at our disposal. We have guidance and direction at our disposal. We have all these things courtesy of the true and living God. Why do we act as if we don't? That's true. The world doesn't have that Mm because they don't know God. But you do. So if the world is worrying and you're worrying, that means you're acting like them. I understand why they are. They don't know God. What I don't understand is why you are. Wow. When you have all these things at your disposal. The Gentiles are seeking after all this stuff, scrambling all around. Gentiles running around, talking all this stuff. I was talking to someone, a Christian, the other day. He said he'd been telling people, Why don't you read Psalm 91, please? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. There shall no evil befall us, neither shall any plague come nigh our dwelling. But, th- I mean, think about Psalm 91. We who dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We will save the Lord. He is our refuge and our fortress, our God in, in, in whom we trust. Surely he shall deliver us from the snail of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover us with his feathers, and under his wing shall we trust. His truth shall be our shield and buckler. Yes. We shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor for the arrow that fly by day, nor for the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday. Mm-hmm. A thousand shall fall at our side, then ten thousand at our right hand. Know what that means? It'll be close. But it shall not come nigh us. For only with our eyes shall we behold and see the reward of the wicked What? I mean, just go on And you read that psalm, you read that psalm, you read that psalm We can lay hold of that Because that's our heritage As children of God People who don't believe God can't lay hold of that right? mm-hmm. But it's up to us to lay hold of it And not let it go Right? We need to remember who we are. You are a child of the king. Glory to God. I don't think, you know, in in earthly kingdoms, children of the king act like they something. (laughs) They don't walk around acting like the pagan kids in the village. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) They know who they are. And here we are, child of the king, and we act just like everybody else. Mm. Something wrong with that? I said something wrong with that. Amen. Don't. I'm not, I'm not saying you should go around with your nose stuck up in the air now, putting on a little British accent. <laughs> <laughs> My good man, what are you doing over there? No, nah, I'm not saying you get all caught up in that. But but don't but don't undervalue who you are to God, is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You're a child of God. You should know my father gonna take care of me. For all these things, After all these things do the Gentiles seek. But watch the difference? But your Heavenly Father, another reminder, your Heavenly Father does what? He knows what you have need of. He knows you have need of all these things. Mm -hmm. Verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Amen. So here's the thing, right? In the midst of all this talk and talk and talk about coronavirus and shutdowns, this is not to diminish anything. People are hurting. People are sick. People are dying. People are out of work. People are, are you know, the bills, you know, it will soon start to become an issue and pile up and all the rest of this stuff. I, and, I, and so, all of that's real. Mm-hmm. But I, I the only thing I will say, though, is this: challenges and problems, are n- never take a vacation. No. Right. I was talking. My wife and I were talking the other day, and it was like about oh, yeah, this virus, this virus. And it's like people act as if there were no germs and no diseases and no danger outside their door before now. That's true. But it was, and Mm -hmm. it is, and it always will be. Always. On this side of glory, they'll always be there. But what allows children of God to go through this dangerous world where there are dangers seen, dangers unseen, dangers known, and dangers unknown, what allows us to go through life Without losing our minds, is that we have a trust in God. Now, yes. for some people, what goes in and they they convince themselves that they're Teflon. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that's not true. I'm talking about truth. But right? The relationship you have with God is is, is one that's based on truth. Because mm-hmm. it's based on the word of God. And that's what gets us through. Right. What makes you free from worry? See, you got to understand what Jesus said. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Free in all kinds of ways, even free from worry. Mm. And the truth is God's going to take care of you. The truth is God's going to be there for you. The truth is God's hand is on your life. The truth is that God will provide for you. But if you and I get to the point where we allow all of the noise and the clamor going on in the world at this time to get us to take our eyes off God we'll be like Peter who in the midst of a miracle started looking at the problems in his life and immediately sank yes right we can't allow all the noise to to now cause us to take our eyes off of God. Hmm. We gotta keep our eyes on God. We gotta keep our hearts on God. Listen, in a time when people are spending more time at home where they're forced to and all the rest of it, if you're a Christian, great time. Great time to spend more time talking to God, reading your word, praying, fellowshipping with God. Not sitting around worrying. Lean on your faith. Right? Lean on the Word of God. Amen. And I say this in a way of pleading, not in, in a way of like, you know, chastisement. Not there, right? There's none of that. But in pleading because it would be a shame for, for children of God to get caught up in, in all the worry and, and anxiety and, 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 and stress of the world right now. When this is where you should, em- you should embrace the divine advantage you and I have as children of God. Mm-hmm. In times like these, we have a strong tower to run into to find safety. Yes. Mm-hmm. But we're not going to do that if we're going to be running around worried about all kinds of things that are going on. So don't worry. I'm just saying what Jesus is saying. I'm not saying it in some trite kind of way, I'm saying these these are divine words. These are anointed words. Take no thought. Yes. Do mm-hmm. not worry. Know that know who you are and know that God loves you. And know that in times like these, this is when you should be grateful that we have someone to give the ball to. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like if you were playing on a team and you had LeBron James and you needed that basket at the end of the game to win, mm-hmm. it'd be your fault if you didn't pass it to him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It'd be your fault. You have Michael Jordan on your team, it'd be your fault. You didn't give him the ball. You lose the game, your fault. You should have gave him the ball. Some of us are losing in this in this battle called life. because We refuse to give God the ball. Wow. Give him the ball. What you dribbling it for? You can't do more with the ball than he can. Give up the ball. <laughs> we need to give up the ball. And, so, and, and the ball is a good thing because some of us got a ball of confusion, a ball of worry, got a knot in our stomach. Give up the ball. <laughs> Give it to God. He can handle that thing better than you and I can. Amen. Amen. So I'm praying tonight. Amen. Don't worry. Don't get caught up in it. Amen. Yeah, you know, you know, you may be up against it. Others may be up against it. But if you're a child of God, the last thing you need to do is worry. Amen. Amen. Lean into your relationship with God, lean into his promises and and lean on him and lean on his word and do it from a sense of knowing, God's got me. Amen. Right, God's got me. And, you know, it'll make your life a whole lot better because worrying, as Jesus says, adds absolutely nothing. To our life amen 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 so listen let's pray tonight amen and and um, let's leave everything glory to God leave it unto God father we bless your holy yes, name father. tonight thank you father you told us to be anxious for nothing but by prayer and supplication with Thanksgiving to make our requests known unto God yes Father, I'm praying tonight that everyone under the sound of my voice and, in fact, every child of God in these times, oh God, yes, Father. will heed your voice and be anxious and worry about nothing, but bring everything that's on their heart and mind and lay it at their master's feet, yes, Father. knowing, Father, that you care so much for each and every one of us. You will tax the last grain of sand to help one of your children. And so, Father God, we are thankful that we can boldly come before the throne of grace. Yes, Lord. Thank you. And obtain mercy and find grace, favor to help us in our time of need. And so, Father God, continue by your Spirit to remind us of our divine privileges. That we have as children of the Most High God, that we have an audience with the King 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And Father, Jesus said, if we ask anything in his name, that Father, we could have it. Father, so we're believing on you and on your goodness, on your faithfulness, on your love. And Father God, we know that we are much more valuable than birds than you mm-hmm. feed yes, every Father, day. Thank you. And Father, if you feed them, you'll feed us. If you take care of them, you'll take care of us. And so, Father God, we just look to you, O oh God. And we cast our cares on you. Yes, Lord. Because as you. the scriptures say, we do it because you care for us. Yes. And so, Father, we thank you and we bless you right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, Jesus said, do not worry. And, Father, we're not going to worry tonight because we know that our lives are in your hands. Yes. And, Father, there is, when all is said and done, no better place for us to be. So, Father, we thank you, we bless you, we praise you right now for your word and for your reminder. Continue to encourage us and comfort us by your precious Holy Spirit. And, Father, we'll continue to look to you and to rest in you, believing and trusting in you, your provision, your generosity, and your unfailing love. Mm -hmm. Yes. We give you praise for it all right now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amen.